0: Praise the Lord. T- tonight, as we get started, let me give you a couple of quick announcements so that I don't fail to mention them. Uh, this Saturday at 6 o'clock, the ESL class and the Spanish Bible uh, class will be meeting over at the Evans home. You can find out more details from uh, Judy and Kevin and Pastor Angel. And that's going to be at 6 o'clock on uh, this Saturday, July 24th. A reminder of 714 prayer on Saturday mornings. Also, all of those that are wanting to go on the Puebla missions trip, uh, we're going to be meeting after church this Sunday, after church this Sunday, and the $300 deposit will be due then. Also, uh, the golf scramble is coming up uh, on Friday the 30th, and that's going to be from 8 to noon. If you'd like to come out and help us serve sandwiches, or if you want to golf, or um, if you just want to participate, or just be out there, come on out, and we would enjoy the help. Now, before we go to the word tonight, um, I want us to pull up that first slide, if you will. First slide tonight. Superpower. Superpower. Now, I want to talk to you about a title of this evening's message is The Unsuspecting Superpower. The superpower is defined as this, just a textbook definition. Power greater in scope. Or magnitude than that which is considered natural or has previously existed power greater in scope or magnitude than that which is considered natural or previously existed interesting now how many comic book fans do we have I'm looking at the big the the big one back here we got a few others so I want to talk to you about superpowers tonight. Let's look at this first and see if you recognize this this logo here. Superman. <laughs> Superman. We've seen the comic. We've watched the movies. We've done all of that. What is his superpower? Come on, faster than a sp- speeding bullet. He's he can fly. He's strong leap over buildings in a single bound he can stare things down with those laser eyes and destroy he's got a he, he, he's got a plethora of of, of, of superpowers what, what's this next one here anybody recognize that one flash now watch I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what flash is I'm gonna run to the back door and then back see that's how fast you want me to do it again Whoa! Got to keep up now. <laughs> so, what's what's Flash's superpower? He's he's fast. He's fast. All right, let's Spider Man, Spidey senses about bit by a spider and now he's got all these or superpower spider. Now he's like, yeah, do the webs and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, who's a Spider Man fan? Who's a who's a Superman fan? Who's um okay? What's this next one? wonder woman shout out to the ladies what's her superpower she's got that rope she can belt the truth and she can leap over stuff and run and block bullets and all kinds of stuff so the wonder woman what's the next one uh, he, he doesn't have any superpowers let's go on no I'm just kidding hold on don't don't show that last one there have any Batman fans yeah he's got toys <laughs> His uh, his superpowers. He's got he's got ingenuity and he he can invent things and so. Um, but let me ask you this question: If you could choose a superpower, think about it. If you could choose a superpower tonight, just think about it. what would that superpower be. Think about it. Who would who would? How many flyers like to fly other than your dreams? Well, you run and you bounce and you just take off and by the end of the dream, you can't get off the ground. You, you've had those dreams. How many would be, uh, how many have the, the spider senses? And how many would be, be fast or invisible or something like that? A lot of different things that we could think about. But I, I can almost guarantee you what I'm going to talk to you about tonight is not on your list of superpowers it's not on your list of superpowers it's an unsuspecting superpower and it just came to me in prayer the other day and it's amazing when the lord you begin to talk to the lord the lord began to talk to you and i would have not have considered it as a power unless the lord spoke it to me but i want to talk to you about the unsuspecting superpower that is inside of you right now if you're a child of god and that that uh, superpower is simply this I've got two amens and a few what are you talking about preacher now I hope to show you before we leave here tonight how powerful selflessness can truly be and how that the seed of the Lord Jesus Christ is in you and if he is in you then the power of selflessness resides in you We just need to walk in that revelation amen all right y'all y'all your shouts just dwindle down on me let's look here now I'm gonna use two first time ever I'm gonna read the text of Scripture and the first four verses is going to be in one translation and if that's not confusing enough I'm gonna jump over and use a different translation for the other remaining portion of the text it's familiar to you if you're familiar with Philippians Uh, the second chapter but in order to to get the understanding because even some of our traditional translations uh, don't give necessarily clarity when we get to the second half and so I want you to look here in Philippians the second chapter you can read along with this up up top there if you want but if you have this version read along with me in your Bible I'm gonna read out of the new century version new century version Does your life in Christ give you strength? You can go ahead and answer that if you will. Does His love comfort you? Do we share together in the Spirit? Do you have mercy and kindness? If so, make me very happy by having the same thoughts, sharing the same love, having one mind and one purpose. Part didn't change, did it? When you do these things, when you do things, do not let, notice this, selfishness or pride be your guide. Instead, be humble and give more honor to others than to yourselves. Do not be interested only in your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. Pretty good bit of teaching there, isn't it? Now, I know that in America, we have a different, because if you've ever traveled to any other part of the world where the culture is centered around community, that we in America, we offer a lot of innovative things, but our ideology so often is not based on community. Our ideology is based on individualism to where it's just, I take care of me, I take care of mine, and, you know, to each, you know, you get out there and strive and do your own thing. But you get into other parts of the world and you'll discover that that the, the entire family unit is dependent upon one another. And so we lose a little bit in our Americanism. That doesn't mean that we're all bad. But it doesn't mean that they're all good either, okay? Because there's pluses and minuses. I just want to draw the attention back to the community. But let's look, let's look here in Philippians 2. And let's look in verse 5 through 11. This is the new life version. New life version. Think as Christ Jesus thought. We could just stop right there and go home. Amen? Think just like Jesus thought. Jesus has always been as God is. Because he is God. But he did not hold to his rights As God he put aside everything that belonged to him and made himself the same as a servant who is owned by someone he became human by being born as a man after he became a man he gave up his important place obeyed by dying on a cross because of this God lifted Jesus high above everything else And he gave him a name that is greater than any other name. So when the name of Jesus is spoken, everyone in heaven and on earth and under the earth will bow down before him. Every tongue will say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Everyone will give honor to God the Father. Can you say amen? But what many times is confusing about the translation is, is the New King James which I read out of a lot a lot of the translations they say that equality of God not to be grasped and it's sometimes a mate of himself no reputation and sometimes that language there it just unless you dig a little deeper you may not understand it, or we may not discover what it is what he's saying but in that what we see is that Jesus Christ is and always will be God he is, he is eternal he's not just the Son of God he's God the Son and there's God the Spirit and there's God the Father but Jesus Christ's intent was always to become human always to become human but in order to do that he had to lay aside his in a sense his his deity and walk on earth as a human otherwise if he walked as God all we could do was stand by in awe Stand by in awe and watch what he had done. And as Andrea so eloquently pointed out Sunday morning, and, and I tried to brutalize it last Wednesday, I'll just try to say it again Jesus Christ is not only the example for us, he is the example of us. He's not only the example for us, he is the example of us what I mean by that as John says as he is in the world so are we and so I want to submit to you tonight whatever is in Jesus is in you and that's a concept and that that's many times is difficult for us to grasp but see Jesus came and he a couple other translations maybe it'll bring some clarity Christ himself was like God in everything but he did not think to be equal with God was something to be used for his own benefit Christ himself was like God in everything and I will go just on to say he is God but he did not think that being equal with God was something to be used for his own benefit so he didn't walk in his in his full Holy Spirit, help me that we understand that Jesus is God, but Jesus is man. Jesus is God, but Jesus is man. But he came to this earth, he came and he lived and he walked, he was born human, he walked this earth as a human, he died as a human, and he rose as a human. And because he became obedient, humbled himself and came obedient to the death of the cross, as we died with Christ, we have also risen with Christ. Otherwise, we have no hope in this life or the life to come. We don't. If Jesus Christ. Came and lived the entirety of his existence as God, then we have no hope as human beings to be like Him and to ascend with Him. But when we come to the realization is that the completed work of Christ was done so, so that we can live. As he lived on earth as we can walk as he walked on earth that whatever if you take an apple seed and you go out and you plant it in the ground is it going to produce anything other than an apple tree it can't why because what is in the DNA what is in the makeup of that Tree that was in that seed that was spoken by the father that was that was given and and it was spoken over the earth And in in the beginning was the word and the word was with God The word was God the same was the beginning with God all things were made by the word when Jesus spoke Apple trees come forth and bear fruit and seed what happened the DNA was set it was set so you take the seed and you put it in the soil, and what, you're gonna, what are you going to have? You're going to have apple trees. But if you take the seed of the Lord Jesus Christ and you put him in the heart of the, of the surrendered heart that says, I accept you as Lord and Savior in Jesus Christ, guess what? Now Jesus is in here. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So what the church, I believe, will be stepping into in these days, especially this generation, is that the deliverer lives inside of here. The bondage breaker lives inside of your heart if you're a child of God. The, the, The one who bore sins lives inside of you, and he gives us his righteousness and his forgiveness. Now, as we look here, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit shows us here in the Word of God the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5, through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's in here. Amen? All of those seeds of the Spirit are in the... hmm? One seed. Jesus Christ, all the attributes of Jesus are in there. What does this have to do with selflessness? I am so thankful you asked me that question. Now, I was pondering this as I was praying and meditating on it. I thought, you know, there, the Lord has given us, a, when we came into this world, we, we understand love on the basis of philio, a, a brotherly love. Uh, uh, we, there's all kinds of names in the Greek and the, and the Aramaic about love, and there's all different distinctions of love. And we, we find out that when we come to this world, we've got a measure of that love, do we not? But we don't fully know the agape, selfless love until Christ Jesus is born in our heart. Because when Christ Jesus is born in our heart, there is a new level of love that we didn't even know existed before we came into relationship with him. But We also discovered that there is long suffering in God that we didn't know that we could have but we can through him We didn't know that it was faith to be have beyond our natural faith that we can have faith of the spirit that lives inside of us And we can have the attributes of the spirit displayed in our life because the spirit lives on the inside of the heart of the church Now we may serve others We may be selfless to a degree, but I'm telling you, the most selfless person who ever lived lives on the inside of you. Why is selflessness so important to a child of God? Because it is so important to the Son, the God, the Son, and the Father. In fact, it was the selfless act of surrender that brought him to the cross when he laid down all of his 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 deity in the sense of his ability he could have called the whole thing off in a moment but he walked as a man and he humbled himself and he bore upon himself everything that anyone had ever done, past, present, and future, that was wrong, called sin in the sight of God. The price was paid in full. And what the Bible calls that is selflessness. Selflessness because he came became obedient and he humbled himself it would be like i don't know a bear this is just a crude analogy a bear coming into the world and a few dozen ants taking him down and killing him that's kind of a feeble attempt at what i'm trying to say but if it were you and i and there was a you stepped in a fire ant bed or are you gonna stay there no you're gonna stomp them little dudes out <laughs> you're gonna pinch their little heads you're gonna do everything you can you're gonna go in the house and get your wall spray if you can't find your ant seed and you're gonna go douse it on there and you're gonna kill them why because you have the ability you have the authority and you have the right Jesus Christ had the ability the authority and the right but yet instead of evoking his rights he surrendered his rights he humbled himself and he obeyed the plan that was put before him and he hung upon the cross for my sin your sin every sin that was ever committed that was contrary to the will and the nature of God and what was given to him The name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee bows, every tongue confesses that he is Lord, not just in the hereafter, but right now. Every demonic spirit, every vile thing that is contrary to the nature of God must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. I haven't spoken about this publicly. It's hard to tell a little bit of Hannah's story. Hannah, four or five years ago, longer than that now, was sitting in an apartment waiting on Josh before they were were married they'd eat supper together and she'd go her way well she came into the to the to the apartment and she was feeling a little bit like something's not right something's not right she thought maybe somebody's in here she didn't know she went got her mace out and she's like it's just not right and without thinking just these thoughts someone knocked at the door and maybe it's josh he didn't get his key or something she opened the door and this guy walks in he's got a saw in his hand Sticks it through her throat. Pushes her back into the apartment. I don't know if I've ever shared much of this with you guys. But in the process of that struggle, this man forced her to the ground and was on top of her, had the saw cut her ear different, tore her ear ring out. Now, she was there and fighting with this man. And he had got the better of her and was sitting on top of her and had the saw to her throat. And she asked the Lord in the midst of that, is this it for me, Jesus? Am I going to die right now? And he said, no. Use my name. She said, in the name of Jesus, get off of me this guy was so stunned he backed up and stood up and before it was all over with he was calling her some crazy bunch of profanity and before it was all over with he was wanting her to let him go I'm not kidding you he said just put the mace down he said she said you idiot the mace is broke and punched him in the nose yeah. ladies let me tell you when somebody attacked you you don't turn there the other cheek you punch them in the face you do everything you can to get away from them amen yeah. Yeah. so this guy eventually she said you're the doors right there get out of here you idiot and off he's gone but seeing that moment she invoked the name Jesus my daughter is here today because of the name of Jesus Christ as we look here we need to understand that there is power in the name of Jesus how did that power come about it came about as a result of his superpower, it's a superpower for us and for him. It just, it. I guess you have to call it, but it's a superpower. Okay, it's selflessness. God, our Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, are selfless. Selfless. What makes him so good? He is selfless. He doesn't think about himself. He thinks about you. He he thinks about your welfare and your benefit. And if you're sitting there right now and you're saying, oh, preacher, this is good. I'm glad you're selfless. I got some stuff I need for you to do. You're not getting it. (laughs) You're not getting it. (laughs) Now some of you are sitting out there and you're saying man, I am so selfless I'm tired of being selfless and I just need a break from being selfless because these people are sucking me dry I know some of you serve 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 Let me tell you when Jesus saw that his disciples were getting weary from serving. What did he do? He didn't rebuke the people he took the onus and said okay Let's separate and get to a get to a private place uh, and let's get some rest didn't quite happen all that well because people followed him out. But see, would you find yourself deteriorating because you have given out and given out and given out, don't become angry with those that are around you. Take the onus on yourself and go ahead and separate a little bit and go ahead and get some rest and recharge and then get back into the into the service. Amen? But as we Are down this road of what I believe is going to become the greatest days that the church has ever seen we're gonna have to have this understanding is that we are pursuing the person of the Lord beyond anything else and if we're going to walk in the supernatural of God, we must embrace and see that selflessness is the attribute. It is a superpower that will cause every other name, uh, to every, every, every enemy of the cross uh, to bow at the name of Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now let me ask you this question could you imagine for a moment walking into a room now some of you don't don't. everybody looking up here at me don't look at your neighbor if you want to throw them off just shout a hallelujah and an amen when I get finished but I want you to listen to me honestly and let ask yourself this question honestly could you imagine walking into a room not concerned with how that room affects you, but rather how you could bring a positive impact on that room. Could you imagine when you walk into a situation and it's not that you're walking in a level of pride because you're so overwhelmingly... Disdain with everybody else that their opinions don't matter. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about walking without fear of man. What man is going to take from you, what man thinks about you, how someone may be judging you, how someone may think badly about you. And what that is is self-obsession but what the Lord has given us is the seed Jesus who is selfless because Jesus never walked into a situation he didn't send the multitude away he just said what do you have let's go ahead and feed them you don't see him saying look what y'all have taken from me he was always on the giving side of that. Didn't didn't go to Mary and Martha's house and say, you know, I'm 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 really sorry that you think so badly of me because I wasn't here on the day that you told me to be here but I'm here now and and I am so sorry there wasn't any apologies you just said show me to the tomb and if you can just believe and I can do it without your belief but if you just want to believe uh, with me you can participate in this and and we'll call your brother out uh, of that tomb Holy Spirit, let the selflessness begin to invade because when the selflessness begins to invade, I've stopped concerning myself with receiving glory for the work of the kingdom of God. And I'm just glad when the Father is glorified in the, because the Son has been glorified because the Spirit is at work inside of the heart of the church of the Lord God. And selflessness is a superpower we need to cling to it'll free you from fear it'll cause you to walk in an authority that you otherwise wouldn't walk in now this is what I have observed with humanity with living in the world looking at the church world concerned about the well-being of others as the spirit gives me the love and compassion. Paul says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. But I have found when people, myself included, when I put more emphasis on the pursuit of the power of God or the provision of God than I do of the presence and the person of God, We have a tendency to treat people harshly and I have found that when people seek God for provision and that provision doesn't come forward they will abandon God for something else I have found that when people pursue the power of God and that manifestation of healing that manifestation of miracle that manifestation uh, takes place Or doesn't take place and that is the sole purpose of their pursuit they will abandon God we had a gentleman when I first came to church here sir first came became the pastor he wanted his dream job it it might be someone else's dream job that's in here but he came and he was unemployed and long as he was unemployed he was faithful Sunday morning Sunday night Wednesday night ever yeah it was back when we had Sunday night he came to every service until he got that job and when he got that job we never saw him again until one day about four years later I ran into him in a restaurant here in town and he still had that job and he had a lady he was uncovenanted with he was living with and you look in his eyes and all the joy was gone all of the hope was gone he looked like a man who was destitute That the job that he dreamed for was the worst thing that ever happened to him now that doesn't mean for you in here to go quit your job that's not what I'm saying (laughs) don't misinterpret preacher told me I'm not going back to work I'm turning it in I'm done I'm done Rapture's coming I'm putting the bills off and hope for the rapture I've had people tell me that for real But see his pursuit was provision and so when he got that provision he quit God his pursuit was that power and let me tell you I had a youth pastor years years ago in a land far far away so distant you wouldn't even know. I had a youth pastor and we had a young lady who come in who suffered extreme trauma, horrific abuse, horribly demon-possessed. We, in a times of prayer, had prayed over her and saw the manifestations of spirits and things and it just felt like, you know, cast six devils out of her one time, and got to the the sixth devil, and he said, "We're all gone now." When somebody starts talking to you in plural form, it's pronouns. It's not. It's not good. Okay. So we prayed, and we got to the strong man, and and it's like, ah, we're not getting out of here. So it felt like that she needed love and counsel and just. You know, just love on her. Give her the word. Speak to her, and and just love on her, and 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 leave leave that leave that area alone. It was multiple things that he had some character issues about, but one thing that really was part of the tipping point is he would go to youth rallies and things, and for show in the supernatural, he would begin to pray for this girl so she would manifest. I'm telling you, I wanted to do more than firing. But see, I'm telling you, if you lose sight of the person of Christ, you'll treat people harshly. And you'll demand of them things you wouldn't even demand of yourself. Are you hearing me? If someone's demon possessed, we're going to pray that God delivers them, but we're not going to lose sight of the person. I had a senior adult minister who's retired in our church and his his wife suffered from from arthritis, severe arthritis. Just her knuckles were gnarled up and she had horrific pain. Brother McGrew, and he's still a beautiful man of God. And his wife is passed, but he, he would Brother McGrew would tell me, he said, Pastor, I, I don't mind you praying for her, but please don't hurt her. I said, Brother McGrew, I like, I step back, well, I, I'm not going to hurt her. He said, you know, because some people have, have, through the years, have wanted to grab her and jerk her up out of there and tell her, if you have faith enough, you'll get this. He said, I don't want my wife to be hurt. I said, don't worry about that. I'm not going to hurt her. Let me tell you, when you get prayed for in this church... We're not intending on hurting you or making demands of you that are beyond your ability. Nor telling you got, you've got to do something and you walk away feeling like a dirty, rotten, no-good scoundrel because you didn't get it or you don't measure up. We are walking this walk together and we're pursuing God together. And we're not going to put a bunch of faith and manifestations in, you got to do this, and you got to jump over that, and you got to run through this wall, and you got to go through there. If God's telling you to do that, you go do it. But let's do not put that on someone else. We're going to focus on what God wants us to focus on, and that is the person. And we're going to believe that God is going to minister to that individual as God so designed and desired. But see, it can't be about me, it can't be about the person. Person praying for the other it has to be about the father's will uh, and that individual uh, who needs to receive from God amen, amen. is that all right amen. because there's been too much that we've allowed to enter in unchecked that has kept us from praying the prayer of faith for healing do this and you'll get healed. Do this, and you'll get healed. Do this, and you'll get healed. How about you just say, Lord Jesus, heal them. Amen? Lord Jesus, heal them. Don't put your faith in all of the, the externals. Put your faith in Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. And just believe what he said he has done. I didn't get filled with the Holy Spirit the first 100 times i came to the altar i finally got filled with the spirit when i was at home by myself in my underwear standing in the bathroom i'm sorry for that graphic image i just threw on you where did that come from the honest level of my heart i'm not trying to i'm just telling you Lord Jesus help us out of this one but let me say to you this took it caused me to take a step back when I was praying and the Holy Spirit said there's power there's a power of selflessness and I thought Lord that's good It's not something I've ever thought about on the level in which he was showing me. But if you could think about what kind of impact you would have if it wasn't really about you. If you wasn't really worrying about losing your position, you wasn't really worried whether or not Judgment was at your doorstep. And if they did, it'd be okay. But there's a selflessness that is in you if Christ is in you. And that selflessness needs to be cultivated so that the manifestation of His love and His mercy may flow through you that you as a child of God may impact the world around you folks I want you to stand and Elijah I want you to worship team make your way up you're gonna hear more about this on Sunday if the Lord allows me but there is a reason why you have been bombarded There is a reason why you have been bombarded. Everything good, guys? There is a reason why you have been bombarded in your life. To bring you to a place of guardedness because you are the greatest threat to the devil's kingdom. And on earth, Christ Jesus in you, you are the greatest resource of heaven. And it's my hope and my pursuit of love and the desire of spiritual gifts. It's my pursuit of love I share this message with you tonight. Because I want to see you healed. I want to see you filled. I want to see you delivered. I want to see marriages restored. I want to see childhoods overcome. I want to see individuals rescued by the love of Jesus. I want to see you walking where angels dare not tread where they wouldn't tread. But anyway, I've always heard that. I need to figure out what that means. (laughs) Where wouldn't they tread? I don't know. (laughs) Must be someplace good. (laughs) Think about some of the stuff we say. has no meaning whatsoever. But anyway, got it in the hymn somewhere. But anyway, do you got a need tonight? Come, let's pray. Come on, come on. Physical, emotional, relational stand in for somebody, come on. Just come on. You can kneel.